So welcome and to this season eleven spoiler cast. Yes, I know. I never thought I'd get here. I'd get here ourselves, but here we are. Um, my name is Shane, and joined this today by Tim. Hello. And Faze. Hello. And I know it's been a very, very long time. It's been a couple of years since the last time I did one of these. So if you've never listened to one of these before, we'll be going through season eleven, and we'll be get get and we'll be giving our reactions and our thoughts about what Heath Langella will think of these six coming six episodes that are coming up. Um, Faye, you've been on the show before, many, many years ago. I have. Uh, but for pe- brand new listeners, do you want to give a bit of a history of how you got into Red Dwarf? Oh, God, this takes me back to beer. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't drink anymore, but... Mm. Um, I mean, I caught some of it when it was originally broadcast, and then I noticed that this... This takes it. This dates me horrifically. Um, the now defunct, at least in Ireland, uh, shop game. Yeah. My local one uh, had the series on videotape. Oh, okay. And like you know, because they're only half hour episodes. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And what I would do on a Friday is I would go down to a shopping mall near the house I grew up in. And meet a friend of mine, because the Forsyth shopping mall was halfway between his house and my house. Mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. buy a season of Red Dwarf, and somewhere between six and eight and ten cans of uh, half litre cans of beer, we would go back to my place, where I had a stereo VCR hooked, oh, into, wow. a, hooked into a colour portable TV and a hi-fi. And mm-hmm. we would sit in my room and watch an entire season of Red Dwarf and get drunk. <laughs> yes, that, that was my... Uh, it, uh, basically, in this scenario, I was Lister. <laughs> because we get I drunk, and I, 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 I would eat curry, and he had short, spiky hair, and tended to drone on about topics that nobody else was interested in, so he ended up being Rimmer. <laughs> <laughs> so we, 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 fit, we fit roles. We didn't really have a cat. And uh, uh, the, the guy, I suppose, who would have been the equivalent of yeah, that's something. Okay, okay. No, I, I'm going to jump forward to that in a second when we're actually talking about the series. So okay. I'll stop there. Yeah, that was my introduction to Red Dwarf. I, I, I did like it, and I absolutely loved the books, especially... Uh, was the one called Last Human? Uh, yeah. yeah. That was so good. I was watching a brand new episode of Deep Space Nine uh, on Sky One, and every time the ad break came on uh-huh. i would open the book and read a couple of pages during the ad break and then close it and continue watching the show that's how much i enjoyed last human literally i would rather i mean the sensible thing to be would have been to record the show and continue reading the book but i'm like no i want to consume everything together <laughs> and that's like a disturbing note i'll pass it to tim yes please go ahead tim <laughs> Well, I have been a fan of Red Dwarf since 1989, so almost the beginning. I missed the first two series when they were on. Um, I watched it from backwards onwards. Uh, backwards was the episode that got me into Red Dwarf. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we'll get, 
But I watched you know, a few episodes after that, and then from Time Slides, that's when I really got the concept of you know the comedy and the sort of what sort of sciencey thing are they going to do each week. And as an eight-year-old, that was fascinating. Um, so I was just hooked from then on in. Uh, watched it all the way up to series six until we had the uh, big cliffhanger and then at that point caught up with series one and two on video in the mid 90s um and i had a friend at school who was really getting into red dwarf at times so i finally found somebody i could share it with um we finally got to our first convention in 1998 which was the one for the 10th anniversary uh, which was at the adelphi uh, hotel in liverpool and that was absolutely fantastic and then i went to one in 2000 and then we had the wilderness years of red dwarf um where nothing much really happened after series eight um so i didn't really stop being a fan yeah, but i didn't really you know didn't do much with red dwarf um uh, until that, it came back in 2009 that's because lister time travel back to uh, Manchester in the late 2000s and became a taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was it. <laughs> was, was that to um, a reference, do you think? <laughs> uh, and then um, so we had uh, Back to Earth and after that, that's when the new era of Red Dwarf you know, started and it rekindled my love of it. And I went to the convention in 2013, went to the convention last year, um, I've been the audience for uh, two episodes, uh, one for series 10 and one for series 12. Um, and I'm just really enjoying this sort of new era that Red Dwarf's current, currently going through. And I'm sure we all are. Um, and yeah, that's it. So we'll head on to our first episode, which is... Well, I don't know. Before we actually go on to the first episode, actually, mm-hmm. um, what do you think, Heath and Angela, what do you think of the entire season as a whole? Who goes first? Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 go for, you go first, Tim. Okay. I think, because I just watched it all in one go today. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to love it. Um, and they're going to note straight away that the production values are much higher in this mm-hmm. series than they were in Series 10. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know they were particularly fond of the, of the last episode they've seen, which is the beginning, um, they enjoyed the effects and, and they enjoyed the way the story went. Uh, and where this series picks off, it picks off in that very much that vein. It goes straight into straight into story, straight into the action. And every episode is completely different to the last episode. The whole series is jam packed, full of so many ideas. They're going to have a lot to discuss, uh, a lot to maybe criticise as well. Um, and I think they're going to enjoy the whole ride you know, as a whole because um, Series 11 is, I wouldn't say it's leaps and bounds ahead of Series 10. I would say it's in a completely different league. It's, it just feels like a completely different series. It's bigger in scope. They're no longer just on Red Dwarf like they were in Series 10. They're now you know, going to locations and everything. Um, and, it, and suddenly Red Dwarf has got larger again, like it was you know, during... Um, series four to six and i think they're going to pick up on that one thing one thing i will say is i know one of their hopes was to have um maybe holly back and i know there's a lot of fans out there because i'm mm-hmm. on a few uh forums you know and, and a lot of fans have been asking you know 
exactly where's Holly. There's no Holly this series, so I think they might be a bit disappointed about that. Yeah. And we don't see any Kachansky, but there's also no mention of Kachansky either. No. Um, um, I was going to say this later when we're doing... I was going to do this later when we are doing Crisis, but I'll mention yeah. it now. Okay, go ahead. I think they'll be relieved there's no whiny Crichton. Yes. Indeed. Wait, really? Episode 6? Or 5? Was it 5? I think it was 5. Ah, he wasn't, he wasn't whiny in Crisis. He was having a midlife crisis. That is the very definition of whining. Well, I mean, whiny is in, I mean, whiny is in the high-pitched, you know, uh, you're lying type, type Crichton. Uh, bear in mind, I didn't see season get 10. That. Because I watched the first two episodes of Back to Earth and I was so disappointed I didn't bother with episode three. And I wasn't even aware of the existence of season ten, so. Okay, that's, that's fine. Uh, well, joining us uh, right now is Gareth. Hello, Gareth. Hello. Hello. We're just, Hello. At the moment, we are just uh, talking about what we think that Ethan Andrew will think of the entire season. Yeah. So, um, as you've just come on the call, we'll go to you. What do you think? And it's back to good old form again. It's like the old series of five and six. It's definitely in that area. It's definitely in, it's definitely got back its feet. And that's my son gate crashing as usual. Yeah, yes. I, I, I figure we we got a bonus small child with Dan. Yes, we have, but it's all good. I got back at the phone gate crashing your Yes. Shane knows all the hassle we have with my son. Yes, we, yeah, so we did. Yes, we did. But, uh, yeah. It's... Just dag him, he'll be fine. <laughs> and we'll do something. Uh, <laughs> uh, Faze, we haven't come to you yet. What do you think Heath and Angela will think of the entire season? Tim stole my thunder. I was going to mention Holly. Oh, oh okay. And the, and the absence ah, of, the absence of Holly. Oh, oh. Um, I think of it, or what I thought, I... Can I give what I thought of it? Okay. Um, I I thought a a lot of um. Okay, the midlife crisis was new, but uh, I thought a lot of the episodes were definitely whether it's deliberately homaging or I don't know what it is. A lot of references to things they've done before. Yeah. You know the time travel, the Gelf, the their. Uh, I I was really hoping for maybe some. No more interesting. I have to say, standout for me was Rimmer. Mm-hmm. He's he's a lot more comfortable in himself. You know, he he's yeah. accepted the fact that he's an arrogant, uh, selfish coward, and seems quite cheerful with it. He he seems to be celebrating the what would be traditionally considered the negative aspects of his personality. So you know, yay Rimmer. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, but I did know what Tim said about it. I mean, I looked at it and I thought, this doesn't look like a cheap cardboard set BBC production. Yeah. This looks like they actually spent money on it. I mean, the effects are good. good, good I believe good, good the, the, yeah. the budget is was more or less the same as Series 10. They just spent it better, and they also had uh, Baby Cow... Um, co-producing, so they had all the right people doing the right things, which is why it. it uh... Also, the 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 polymorph episode that cat that uh, pig was the hamster in the <laughs> mini shopping trolley was just adorable. Yes, <laughs> it's a bit of going, oh. in... I want a hedgehog in uh, in a trolley with a top hat. 
<laughs> I, I, I want that quote from Cat to be my text message alert. And my mom always knows her kids. Uh, what I found myself doing was when I watched the, you know, because the start, the opening credit sequence. Yeah. Um, I found myself waiting for those bits in the episodes. Oh, yeah. You know, because, oh, well, what, what I liked about, yeah, is, but what I think what you're about to say is when each bit comes up, and thankfully it's everything that comes up in the opening title sequence is spread out throughout the whole series, so even by series yeah. episode six, there was still stuff you hadn't seen. Yep. Yeah. And also, a uh, surprisingly serious note with the uh, kidneys one. Hmm. I mean, definitely I, kind of a not 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 happy go lucky. I mean, actual there was definitely a genuine sense of peril for Lister there. Mm. I mean, you talk about the opening uh, titles there. Our good friends over at GaspachoSuper dot com mm. um, said that um, actually broke down the opening credits into um, what episodes were in what episodes were, were from what. Right. Uh, so we've got it's... six shots from Twentica, three shots from Samsara, six shots from Give and Take, three shots from Officer Rimmer, a single shot from Crisis, and nine shots from Can of Worms. So technically, Crisis was the one that was most of a mystery because there's only one shot from it. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot more from Can of Worms than I than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, an interesting, um, an interesting thing. And the other said, uh, I think. Go ahead, Ken Turek. Go ahead. Um, it's the best art sequence we've had for a long time. Yeah. I, I don't know when Heath and I just start watching it. When they when they start watching a new series, uh, the first thing they obviously they're going to see is the opening sequence, um, and I think they're going to obviously be very excited about what they see. But I think as a title sequence itself. They're going to love it because to me it feels like one of those classic title sequences of mm. Red Dwarf, and we haven't had one of those for a long time. Yeah. At least it didn't book chill by having a clip from a, a different series. Yes. What's going to be, uh, we'll, we'll get into the episode um, individually in a second, but what, what's going to be quite interesting for me doing the show is I've, you know, in all the years we've been doing this, this is the closest we've ever done a podcast to air date. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a bit freaky, isn't it? Yeah, because um, what a couple of weeks after, literally. Yeah, you know, for season ten, it was what a, a good year and a half. Uh, yeah. I I remember recording uh, end of season two into season three while season ten was airing, and I can tell you what that was incredibly <laughs> difficult actually to record those episodes because you know you've just seen a brand new episode of Red Dwarf and. Then you got to go yeah. back to this and you didn't want to say anything. <laughs> you know. Difficult not to drop spoilers, I imagine. Yes, indeed. Indeed. That happened once. That did happen once. But they forgot. Uh, did they? No, they didn't, actually. But, but it, didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Um, but, yeah. Um, so we'll go into... Actually, we'll go into the first episode of... Uh, Red Dwarf Season 11, that's Quantica. So, 
what do you think Heath and Angela think of Twentica? Oh, not brilliant. So, not, so, not, not so subtle with the Borg references. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> and uh, let, let's sow dissent. Uh, we, uh, and dissent which makes absolutely no sense, yo, 16 or 23 years. I can remember the fucking numbers at this point. <laughs> <laughs> 4 or 27, 3 or 63, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 guy, the guy who they think is Einstein isn't actually Einstein. Mm. <laughs> I need a whiny. Yes. I need a whiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Because what? Yeah, what can I mean? ask a question? Did uh, anyone here get confused? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Did anyone here get confused by the title? I didn't. Um, I worked out what the title meant straight away, but a lot of fans got confused um, by what the title even meant. Only in. Only when it was explained to me did I get it. Yeah, so did I. Like until it was explained right. to me, I didn't get it. Okay, can you guys kindly explain it to me? Ah. Well, basically, even though it's set in, they go to a 1950s America, it's stuck in the 1920s. And so, 20s America becomes Twentica. Mm. Right, okay. Just so it's just an amalgamation of the two words. Hmm. So I'm just wondering whether Heath and Andrew will, will, will work that out straight away. Probably not. Yeah, no, that's not exactly what I'm yeah. thinking myself, actually. Give the whole cat theory at the start of this <laughs> long, mm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my main worry with Twentica, and it's going back to season seven, as a matter of fact, yeah. is that, um, you know, Twentica... As by the look of the show, Twentica is the biggest budget of the of the entire series. Just by the look of the show, because you've got the back alley street, you know, you've you know, it actually looks like a it almost looks like a movie. Well, I don't know if you you probably have heard the uh, other commentary where they told you it was actually just filmed around the back. Yeah, around the back of the street. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I believe it was I, filmed where the audience seating was. Yeah. 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 Which goes to show they can do it. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Just takes uh, a bit of time and money. Yeah, in, indeed. But my my concern is if we go back to season episode one and the big budget of Ticket to Ride, I wonder if they're going to see that and say, oh, they've spent all the money on the first episode. Just like they did in season seven. Hmm. And of course, because of course they don't know at that point, of course, because Twentica was actually filmed last, and not first. So they spent all the remaining budget. Well, no, no, I'm no. My concern is because in season one, it, it's season seven, Ticket to Ride, and of course that they it was you know, so we've been through all that. But yeah, uh, I do have a, I do on the uh, on the call. We do have a um, uh, uh, Darren from Australia, but unfortunately his mic's not working, so he can't actually speak. But he is actually <laughs> listening. He is actually listening in, and he has sent me a message uh, saying, and this is from Darren here. Uh, I expect he will enjoy the nerdy type references in the science easy. Mm. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> I couldn't shake the feeling that I knew uh, what's her name beforehand. I couldn't shake, you know, um, what's it hold? The one that helps him out, the main one. I can never remember her name off the top of my head. Well, the actress or the character? The actress. I, I kept on thinking she was somebody I should know, but looking back at it, it was like, no, you don't know her at all. Mm. Uh, Lucy Paul? Mm. She looked like I should know her from something, but apparently not. Yeah. I wonder if they'll recognise Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Blackstone. Is it, it, it? I didn't. Nor did I. As who? Until it was pointed out to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she she played Big Bang Barrel. Ah. Yeah, and of course she was uh, she was pre in season 10. Ah, of course she was. So, yes, yeah, so it could be quite an interesting quite an interesting episode and um, um what do you think because uh there's a lot of um more computer based stuff in this uh in this season what do you think you know more well don't want to call it cgi because of course they use models as well but you know what i mean um what do you think they will think of that because of course they love the model shots I think the mixture of both model and CGI has actually worked to its advantage this time round. It's not heavy on one way or the other. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of uh, flybys of Starbucks, especially, that look absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And then there's a couple of ones, you know, which you can tell are um, you know, more CGI, but they're so quick. You know, they work, so they mix it up quite nicely. And there's also some uh, beautiful shots of Red Dwarf from, from different angles this time, mm. including the picture that he used. Um, yeah. But I noticed today when I was, I think it was, I think it was in Crisis, um, there was one I completely forgot about, when uh, you see a pass of Red Dwarf from underneath um, with, the, uh, with, the, with the meteorite still in it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was one, one like that we haven't seen for, a, you know, for quite a while. And it was just... <laughs> nice to see that again so there's a there's a lot of variety and also the um the ships the the, the ships they encounter some of those models look absolutely great um so they're still there so uh, as gareth said it there's a real healthy mixture of both yeah Um, so i think they will they will like it because because it works yeah uh the reason why i mention it this now actually actually because the worst uh, piece of uh, thing is actually in the, in the next episode actually uh, it, uh, Samsara when the ship crashes into the sea uh-huh. for me that's, hey, right at the start yeah right at the start that, for me that's the worst um, uh, effect shot in the entire series thankfully it's quick huh? yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah, so that no, it, 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 it looks it looks like a computer game. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah. So as as we as we was talking about Samsara, let's move on to the Samsara. Uh, can I just say one thing about Twenty? Before uh, we no, move no, on? no, take it, please. Well, I was going to say, like I said, uh, with the overall feel of the series, how how it's quite a fast-moving series, jam-packed with ideas. You get that from the get-go. You know, we don't we don't. I, I know we're about to go on to Samsara, and I, and I think it was a toss-up between Samsara being shown first and Twentica being shown first, mm. and they went for Twentica. And in a way, I like that, because I like the way we didn't mess about, there was no setup. From scene one, we were straight in there with the, with the story and with action. And, uh, you know, I think that just gives you a gives you sort of um, basis of what the series is going to be like and what you're in for. So, yeah. I thought that worked. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, because this is a very, very quick, that's getting to the extra straight away type of series, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't muck around with it. It's like, here's the plot, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love the idea that there's this time travel device, and what do you do with it? Prop up a table. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. In, in but they didn't know that. I think they oh, did. And it was, <coughs> and it was marvellous to see Kevin Eldon in Red Dwarf, something I never thought I'd see. Yes. Yes. Uh, but we'll move... The one thing I haven't... Men- the, the one thing I haven't mentioned... And... Um, okay, the one thing I haven't mentioned is the Red Dwarf game. Oh, I've tried what? playing that. I've actually tried. I'm stuck on Officer. Uh, the first bit where he got free rim. I'm still stuck on that. I can't seem to get past it. There's a game where? Oh, uh, when? Uh, on what platform? Uh, iOS and Android. Uh, I'm assuming they cost actual cash money. Uh, yes. I, think, I think it's something at one ninety nine. So that, that's about fifty cents these days. Some, some. <laughs> 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 Look at it this way. Ironically enough, the decision you guys made to, well, some of you made to leave Europe will actually lead to more Europeans come to Britain and might revitalize your tourist industry. <laughs> that's, 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 that's very, very true. That's... Positive effects of the collapse of Sterling. Um, yes, okay. Um, we're, we're just, wait, way, we're, um, just waiting for the end of the world when. Mr. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, I, so I should point out at this stage we are recording this podcast on November the 6th. The US, <laughs> no, the US election is in 48 hours as I record this. I have promised yeah, so myself... This, this, not, this might not make it to broadcast. <laughs> I promised myself this would not turn into a political podcast. <laughs> it always does make me a silly man. <laughs> but, well, but I didn't bring up. So if you're yeah. listening to this, I apologise uh, that Trump is in. Yeah, if you're listening to this, I apologise that Clinton is in. There you go, that's both uncovered. If, if, you're, if you're listening to this, um, Red Dwarf was a show on a thing called television, which we had before the great disaster. <laughs> and congratulations on getting this piece of technology working again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want a Dark Angel type of, type of apocalypse. <laughs> Even though Jessica Alba in, mo- in motorcycle lovers, ha! <sighs> and now he goes to his punk. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. That was a very quick punk visit. I've got this a feeling this is to make it to the final cut. <laughs> no, this is this is staying. This is staying. <laughs> We've gone way off topic, but what do you expect with this show? This is why it takes Mike five hours to edit one hour show. <laughs> We're talking about Red the Wolf. So back to Red the Wolf, quoting Mr. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, very uh, the, very, uh, the, rever- the, the reverse camera field. Very different type of uh, story, actually. First time ever that we've ever got a story mainly told in flashbacks. Hmm. Hmm. And I, I gotta be honest, those two people were awful. Really? They were just horrible, horrible people. Oh, oh, horrible people, though, horrible actors. 
No, 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 horrible people. They're, okay. The characters. Oh, no, the characters are fine. Oh, it's okay then, sorry. Yeah, the char- sorry. The, char- the characters were terrible. Just awful, awful people. Reminded me, I, I haven't disliked the character so quickly since uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street, who I hated with it 30 seconds after he walked on screen. And was I, I admire that. I admire any actor that can just convey that degree of unlikability very quickly. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of going, you're manipulating my emotions. Well done, sir. I think um, I think Heath and Angela would note straight away that basically the whole plot is their fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, it was meant to be more of a, um, a marooned episode. I think it was something like each they're going to pair off like they do in the episode. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to be too stuck in stuck in two lifts. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. And um, I th- so we've had more conversations about Formica. Yeah, I think it was. I think I can't remember who said it to to Doug. I think it might have been. I I, I just can't remember. Someone said to Doug that we shouldn't be doing this. You know, you got that. You know, let's put more of the episode into the episode. If you know what I mean. Yeah, you Richard. know uh, what, what, you. what what we need what we need someone to do. We need someone to set up something where a character called Micah is introduced and never named again, after introduced at the beginning of the episode, and then there's an IKEA related joke mm-hmm. at the very end, and someone goes, "Oh, we did it all for Micah." <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see that as a very very long setup for a horrendous pun. <laughs> I'm going to work on that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, over, I mean, I've seen a quite a bit of dislike for Samsara online. I mean, okay, so it's not the greatest of episodes, but there's, I can't see anything voting it. No, I, I like the concept of a, yeah. a drive that you know punishes or rewards you based on how well you would work. Yeah. Yeah, somebody would have muck around with that right away. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, uh, once they get onto the onto um, Samsara itself, mm. it becomes a, a reverse of justice. So yeah, you know they have they have to, to get rewarded. They have to do bad things. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, it revisits justice anyway because they acknowledge it comes from the justice world technology. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and not, so yeah, they are revi- they are revisiting justice in that sense. Mm. And it's not um, and it's not the first time. So it won't be the last time, I should say, that ideas get revisited. No. Yeah. It's quite funny actually because um, when I was at Dimension Jump and people were asking about you know, return of like old carrots and things like that, Doug was saying, "Oh, I don't want to be accu- be accused of um, of you know, reusing old ideas." So yeah. you know. But he did anyway. Yes. But he did it in, in, in a sort of a new interest and in an interesting way, um, yeah. and it works yeah. in this episode. I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with this episode. I think it's a great episode, and in comparison to Twentica, yeah, completely different feel, um, and um, yeah, really good. Mm. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else on um uh la la Sansa? Yeah, no. Monopoly. Oh, okay. Go ahead, go, please. Go, 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 go. No, I want one. I want one. <laughs> I think they should make it. 
Yeah. You can see that. that. If this was back in the old days when we used to have T-shirts coming out like 10 to a dozen, they would have been a monopoly within a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't talk about the um, don't talk about the problems with merchandising. Ah, yeah, there's yes. a bit of a nightmare with that, isn't there? People yeah, there has got been. Their stuff. Yeah, there, it has been. I know. So bad that even those got involved, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, um, I noticed in the bunk rooms in the beginning, um, when after they've played the game and they're having their conversation and Lister's eating his uh, 99 flake, it's going everywhere. Um, you, you can see in Rimmer's bunk the uh, battle plan timetable from yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. And I think they were like that because they screamed <laughs> when when they saw that in the beginning. Mhm. Mhm. So that. And there's obviously lots of stuff from past series in their bunks as well, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. I am doing my very, very best not to say stuff here, because I've got all this behind-the-scenes information, which I want to save to the main podcast. Of course. So, yeah, so here, so here you're talking about something here, and I'm like, yeah, well, that, ah, yeah, that is, yeah, that's because of that, and yep. zip, 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 zip. <laughs> I look forward to hearing it. <laughs> Uh, what about, uh, do you want to move on to the next episode of Give and Take? Yep. Uh, and the first thing I'll say, the first thing I'll say is, you can hear my full thoughts on this episode when it comes around to recording. Because you're our guest, aren't you? <laughs> That's my cheap plug out of the way. <laughs> you're our guest. Excellent. Okay. I'm the guest for that episode. I picked three out of the... I picked the third episode really because by the third episode you really should know where the series is going and yeah we did <laughs> yeah uh, apart from that another good what I love what has been termed the wibbly wobbly timey wimey episode but yeah <laughs> with Randy Wolf it's always been like that yeah. well I, I, I thought Snacky was definitely a reference to Toasty oh uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, and uh, R- Rimmer's utter conviction that uh, this was a highly advanced robot. <laughs> mm. Oh, was, it's just. I was, I was kind of dis- yeah, yeah. go on. No, no, go. I was babbling. No, as I say, I was kind of disappointed that they got rid of the um, the main villain very quickly in the episode. I thought that they could have mm-hmm. put it to one side and said, "Oh, we can come back to this one as well." Well, in fairness, they didn't get rid of the main villain. The Meteor Storm did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, it could be nice to just... You know, we said, oh, he survived that, and then he can come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he might have. There could have been an escape pod or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, going to the ending of the of Give and Take, <laughs> and the... No, and, well, and the chat with the lift, and that storyline... <laughs> Well, it's not apparent from the beginning what, what on earth the whole lift thing's about until we get to the end. Yeah. yeah. No, no, what I was going to say is that it reminds me of the snack dispenser and only the good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today's the day, and I'm the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm just wondering if they're, if they're a link of the two. No, yeah, he didn't get hit on the head with a can this time, did he? No, that's true, he didn't. But, yeah, but he did get sh- shafted down the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> There's your punchline. There's your yes. punchline right at the end of the episode. Yes. And it was set up at the beginning too. There you yeah. go. Yeah. 
dear. Do you think? Do you feel that ending is slightly abrupt? I mean, it's not as abrupt as one that's coming up, but um, for oh, me, it just, it just, oh, 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 you know, it was quite, it was quite a quick ending, quite a quick cut. But on further uh, watches, I, know, it's, it's, it's I mean, get, get, uh, if, if you're going to reference quick endings, Give and Take felt like they shot a 45 minute episode and they had to cut it down. Because you don't actually, there could have been room for more hilarity as they tried to escape. And it was just like, wait, because when it ended, I was just like, wait, what? That's it? Mm. The camera one was just hang on a second. They're still in danger. They haven't actually left. What the hell? Things just stopped. Mm. Are you referring to Samsara there? Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't really want to go into quick endings until a specific episode in into the Officer Rimmer. Yep. <laughs> yes. And a funny feeling. Mm, yes. Um, but <clears throat> going back to um, uh, Give and Take, and I can't remember, I can't remember the, um, the, uh, uh, the the doctor's name here. The, ro- the robot's name, not, not Snacky, but the other one. Sleepius. Yeah, thank you. What do you think their reactions are going to be? I think they'll like him. Mm. They might be again. They might, they might be disappointed that he's not in it enough. Yeah. I mean, it, there are vibes of Doctor Lamstrom coming yeah. right out, of them, especially with the music in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... So there are some. There is some quarantine going on there. Thank you very much. That's exactly what I've actually wrote down in my notes here. Ah. So yeah. Great minds think alike. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, he was—he was actually proper scary. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he looked scary in the pictures, but then he was because he was such a nutter, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then that bit the way he points at, at the um, the sign in scrawled in blood, saying "No longer insane." <laughs> and you're thinking, <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was a, it was it was a confusion regarding the um, the bootstrap paradox that was going on um, yeah. with, with with Lister's kidneys. Some people theorise, of course, that it's not Lister's kidneys in the jar, but people were confused because they still saw um, Asclepius sewing him up, and then so they're thinking, well, if he's sewing him up, what has he done? Yeah. But I, I think Doug suggested that um, he was sewing him up because. Lister had the uh, chip inside him that was giving him that, that dialysis, and so he took it out. Yeah. And that's why he was yeah. sewing him up. Yeah. But I, I wonder if Heath and Angel will be sitting there trying to work out um, all those sort of points. Yeah. To try and connect those dots together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it took well, me a long time to it out. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it could be worse. Hmm. The name of it escapes me now, but do you remember a seriously head-melting time travel movie from about 15 years ago? Where they started, they just had a smaller, they started off experimenting with a watch in a box. No. It was like, it was really, really cheaply done. No. Sorry. Uh, I, I think it was a one-word title. I, I'm going to have to dig that out now. Okay. Where are you digging? Inception? Sorry? 
Inception? No, 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 cheap, was it, cheap. Inception was, it, was not was cheap. It the, um, was it the butterfly effect? Nope, that was... Nope. That was time travel done as comedy. Yeah. While, you're looking, while you're actually looking that up, actually, I will uh, move on to the point that I had was the the entire time travel thing, actually, about going back in time to stealing something that you don't have in the future. Um, it was actually very much very, very similar to the extended ending of Ticket to Ride. Oh, yes. Where he took the curry yeah. and brought it back. Yeah, yeah. that's the reason, the reason uh, why they didn't have the curry to begin with is because he stole it in the past. Uh, Twelve years ago, Primer. I'll look that up. I'll, I'll it, that's the same phrase I've heard of it, but I haven't. <laughs> so I'll take you away from it. It's, it's a confusing film. Yeah, oh, it's confusing. Watch it sober, trust me. <laughs> right, got you, got you. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anything else on um on that before we move on to the next? Well, I don't know if you're going to discuss it in the actual episode itself, but um, I wonder what they're going to make of Captain Bollocks. My Captain mm. Bollocks t-shirt. <laughs> I think we've had enough hassle, hassle over offensive t-shirts recently. Oh, yes. <laughs> do, they, do they know that story about what happened to the uh, I don't guy? think they do. They don't oh. They don't seem to see that sort of stuff. I mean, the majors... Well, go, 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 take it. Well, sorry, there's a bit of background uh, they may want to know. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they don't, they don't even know about the theme music yet. I've got that written down in my notes. Yeah, they, they, don't, know, yeah. they don't know about the theme music. No. About the, the revelation with the opening theme. Oh, you, afraid you, oh. Don't, you don't know this yourself, Faze? Oh, that one. No. <laughs> oh. I'm a fan of the show. I haven't looked at the background there. The, the only background stuff, the special features on the season one DVD were this beautiful sort of uh, angelically innocent corn-fed kid comes up and, uh, in America and asks the cast what exactly Smeg is. <laughs> and you see you see Craig Charles sort of crawling underneath the table and they're... It was a classic cringe moment. Yes. I don't think no, they ever wonderful. answered the question. It's wonderful. <laughs> wonderfully, it's wonderfully Englishly awkward. It's madness. Uh, and no one's no. ever asked it again. <laughs> I think I think if they did, they might actually be told to F off. Yes. <laughs> uh, was it, basically, there's been hidden lyrics in the Red Dwarf's theme for the past 20-some-odd year, 20 years. 27 years. Yeah. And nobody's noticed. Yeah, until now. Well, there are some people who said, oh, yeah, I, I knew it was there all the time. I'm surprised no one else knew it was there. But so why did you say people, something, then? Yeah, exactly. But most people haven't noticed it at all. It was, it's, it's well hidden yeah. within the music. And it was confirmed by Howard Goodall himself uh, the day after it was revealed. <laughs> it was somebody in the uh, GNT forum who spotted it. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's, as I said, I don't even know that. So. The thing is, though, I can't unhear it now. Every time I watch um, I know, can yeah, I. I can hear it all the time. Ca- oh, yeah, can't I unhear it. Yeah, now I know <laughs> it's there, and now I've heard yeah, it. Yeah. So, in a way, if you haven't heard it, or you don't know where it is, maybe you don't want to. 
because it would it would change your your percep your perception of the opening title sequence forever. Yeah, um, but yeah. Anything else on uh, the episode, or will we move on to the next one? No, next one. Uh, Officer Vin. Uh, my one. And bear in mind, when I pick it, I didn't know what it was. I hadn't watched it. I hadn't seen it. Okay. I don't have BBC. I don't have broadcast TV. I have Netflix and whatever I download. Okay. So, basically, I'm delighted that I actually got a rumour episode. Yes. <laughs> Definitely a rumour episode. <laughs> oh, and, and so, so... So rumor. Yeah. It's back in the old school variants of terraform, yeah. this one. It's very rumor uh, isn't I it? I, 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 th- I, th- I thought nods to Gelfhood as well, with the uh, multiple sort of rumor monster thing. But uh, the, the, the fact that, you know, whereas somebody other than rumor would be delighted with his promotion and would take an all ships rise with the ocean approach. It would be out of character for her to be anything other than the selfish, complete Game Boy that he is. Oh, yeah. And I just want an opportunity to use the word Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that is just, it, it's pure and the fact that he is literally the archetype of his own downfall. Yeah. It, it, it's it's marvellous. And of course, so, so many geek references with printers and the dot matrix noise. And it was just, yeah, I, I, I have to, I have a deep and abiding love for this episode. Mm. Of which I will discuss more in a slightly grumpy, I'll have been up for 14 hours straight at that point, fashion on the 4th of December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the big elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. The ending. Well, the ending. That the ending. ending. That ending really should have been one of those endings where next week we came back, and it would have been a perfect time if we had a Holly to, for Holly to go. And this is what happened. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Or do a or do a Blake Seven um, thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and oh, let, let's not forget the Pac-Man reference. Uh, would you call it a Pac-Man reference, or would you just call it a classic 80s 2D gaming reference? If it was BBC, what do you mean it was Batman? <laughs> Sorry? If was... No, on. Pac-Man. Not Batman. No, I was going to say, if it was the BBC, it would have been a 1980s <laughs> computer <laughs> game console. Yes. Well, Dave is majority owned by the BBC. Mm. BBC Worldwide. Yeah, yeah. The commercial uh, arm. Yeah. So yeah. So that 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 um ref that ending just needed a little bit more. You know, as I said, Blake Seven. You know, if you could just hear, you know, hear something going over the end credits. It didn't have to be an effect shot. Just hear something. Oh yeah, totally agree. Well, I mean, we talked about the other endings. Um, you know, yeah. in the series, I, for me, only three episodes have abrupt endings. You know, yeah. there's three other threes that have quite satisfying endings. Now, the Samsara, that get, that's fine for me. I don't mind that one. The abrupt ending, give and take, again on repeated watches, I don't mind that one. But this one on repeated watches, I just can't get over it. It's just, 
it, it's so abrupt, it just doesn't work. And I don't think it's ever going to work. And I think, just like everybody else who first watched it, Angela and Heath are going to sit there going, what? What's just happened? Is that it, then? It's just finished right in the middle of an action scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and, and unfortunately, because it's such a great episode, you're going to forget everything you've just seen, because all you're going to remember is that ending. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. I sat there, you know, I absolutely loved the episode up to that point and then completely forgot how much I enjoyed it because of, you know, because the fact that it just ended in, in such a bad way. Yeah. Uh, there was somebody on uh, on Twitter, Andy Holland, who um, did a fan edit where he literally just put a black screen and a, and a second gap in between them firing at the monster and then the credits. And it worked. So I didn't see this. To me, it's very good. Uh, just look, I'll, I'll I'll send it to you. Oh, please um, do, please do. Yeah, because it's it's just, honestly just a slight bit of slight re-editing, and it made all the difference. It made it bearable. I still think it's an abrupt ending, but it it it, just, it made it work a lot better than it than the quick cut that we had in the episode. So I think a lot of it is to do with the editing rather than the ending itself. Because I think that's where it was meant to end. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else coming afterwards. Yeah. It's just the edit. The edit, you know, doesn't work. Yeah. But I'll send you the uh, I'll send you the fan edit. Yeah, please um, do. There's another another fan edit he does where instead of going into the regular theme tune, it goes into the rumor quartet and and plays the plays the episode out, which I thought was quite a neat neat idea. But there you go. That's that's what fan edits are for. Yeah, (laughs) that's uh, true. To improve things fans don't like. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'd forgotten about the I'd forgotten about the rumor quartet. I started watching these on Tuesday and then I abruptly realised today as I messaged Shane quickly I watched the last like two episodes about five o'clock because I was like oh we're going to be covering everything today whoops (laughs) I'll dump them on the tablet and I'll look at them again because the the transit time from door to door uh, Dublin to Turku is about ten hours. Ah, so uh, essentially, sort of, you know, forty-five minutes to an hour to get to the airport, two-hour wait time in the airport, three and a quarter hours on the plane, and then another like two and a half hours to get from Helsinki down to Turku. So, yeah, it, it's like it's about a ten-hour transit time. <laughs> so I will have time to watch things. We know the rumor comment text coming up because um, we've seen it in the opening title sequence um, but we don't obviously know what they're going to sing <laughs> yeah and they sort of sing they sort of sing their own little version of Mr. Sandman but I love it yeah you know, I could I could play that over and over again it's great <laughs> I wonder when they see it in the opening titles because it, it looks it does look like a barber shop quartet doesn't it yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. I wonder no... I wonder if they'll, they'll be because that little bit was relatively short you know, so I wonder if they'll be disappointed because, of course, harking back again, season seven, and the Rimmer, the Rimmer Munchkin song. Yes. Was uh, by the way, did you feel the series lost? Uh, just coming back generally. What did that? I'm assuming they've seen everything up to now. Yeah, they have. Yes, they have. So, what did they think of the Rimmerless Red Dwarf? Uh, they were not over the. Bad about that because they kind of thought they knew he was coming back at some point. Mm-hmm. 
So they weren't overly worried about that. But they, the, they liked Kachansky, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I, I, I have to say, of Kachansky's, I preferred the actress who played season one Kachansky. Claire Grogan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the Scottish accent does it for me, so... Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> well, going back to something I said many, many years ago on the uh, Season 7 spoiler cast... My goodness, I'm, I'm referencing Season 7 all over the place here. I do apologise. Um, but going back to something I talked about on the Season 7 spoiler cast, uh, when we talk about when we were talking about the changes in Kachansky, if I can say the word right, uh, when I actually wrote down... When I actually wrote down... When I originally watched season seven back in 97, I think it was, uh, you know, why did they... And I wrote down, why... Quote, why did did they pick this actress who is unattractive and can't act? Referring to, of course, the wonderful Chloe Annette. Because, of course, at that stage, all I had seen her in was Chrome Traveller. Oh, I like Chrome Traveller. That was all right. <laughs> I, I didn't at that particular point. And unfortunately, it has, I, I recently did a rewatch and it has, it has not grown on me. No. Oh. I thought it was all right. It was silly, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I like clarinet. I like clarinet's Kachansky. I don't. I never saw anything wrong with it personally. Mm. I, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, wasn't in it anymore. But I have to say, it it's grown on me. It's grown on. It's grown on me since I've seen it. You know, who have we lost? Is it just uh, hello? You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, okay, we've just lost Gareth and the brother looks a bit brilliant. I think he just muted himself actually. Uh, anything other on Officer Rimmer? I will give you further thoughts when we're discussing it. Okay. In group. And was, yeah, yeah, in fa- in fact, so, so, so many further thoughts that you probably won't shut up. <laughs> we will never ask you to shut up, face. And you've got that recorded as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> I have a neoidetic memory. I don't need it recorded. Uh, so we'll. Um... So Tim had one more thing. Tim. So do oh it. yeah, Sorry. I was just going to say that um, I think they'll like the bioprinter. You know, it's yeah. a, a really neat idea, and uh, it sort of combines 3D technology with old style printers, and yeah, mm-hmm. and introduces a bit of comedy body horror as well. Yeah. Excellent, brilliant. So we'll uh, move uh, on. Um, I'm amazed someone didn't say, uh, say look me in the neck and say that yeah <laughs> well move on oh, to so many jokes you can do yes, yes. oh the, the one thing the one thing I didn't want what do you think they're going to um, uh, think of the fact that uh, he actually gets to be an officer it's yeah. not the first time is it <laughs> no was it wasn't, um, he, but it, uh, wasn't mean, he? Wasn't he an officer on the um, simulation ship? Yeah. Hollow ship. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, and he sort of becomes a posthumous officer, Rimmer, but actually he's, 
he isn't dead because he swapped over with Ace. So Ace is dead. Mm-hmm. But in theory, in theory, he was. But I suppose this is the first time he's actually been made a proper officer on Red Dwarf himself. And yeah. I think they'll like it because the first thing they're going to say is, oh, it's going to go to his head. And what happens? It goes to his head. And that drives the episode, and I think they're going to love yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, so well, I, haven't, sorry, I've, just... I haven't mentioned and sorry, something completely forgot. Um, in I think it's yeah, in Give and Take, and in this episode, we see the Scutters. So it's nice to see them back, and I think they'll like to see those those guys back, especially yeah. when they're sitting there in hard hats. <laughs> yeah. I like the lift. The, the, you got the sort of I'm going to make you an executive lift and the uh, the lift with attitude. Mm. Uh, I think a bit of an Adam's yeah. reference there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think? Uh, so we'll move on to uh, Crisis and Heath and Andrew have an advantage over us. Well. Uh, me, Tim, and Gareth, because they haven't obviously they've never seen any of the pre-release stuff. So of course the thoughts that went through my head anyway when we saw Crouch in the um, in his new outfit. Yeah, a bit, <laughs> bit of a left field. Yes. Some jump, was he? Like, mm. Mm. like the first it's time Ferrari, I saw it, Ferrari it was, red. Yeah. 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 This time I saw it was in the credits and went, what the hell have they done to Crichton? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I um, I saw the key rings on the uh, merchandise site, so I knew it was coming. I saw a clip of it as well. Uh, and it was in the synopsis. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> I, had say, I had seen nothing. I was coming in a cold. Mm, yeah. yeah. So how was it when he first arrived in the room dressed as red for you? I'm kind of going, they're just hitting all the... They're not even trying to be subtle with the midlife crisis references because they they even had screeching tire noises as he came in. Yeah. Yeah, like running at 12 miles an hour. Mm. He's, just, he's just so impressed. And then he meets... And of course, again, it's almost a Rimmer-like moment when he meets uh, Butler... And Butler is composing concertos and doing paintings and and that 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 final vicious twist of the knife he rings him up and it turns out he's on first name terms with the universe and he has him on speed dial and it's just <laughs> like oh really the you, you you honestly you don't want these people to succeed I think you want to take Lister's attitude which is screw it let's just get drunk and have a curry. <laughs> You know, like, uh, life is life sucks, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, she mentioned there with the um, the ending where he says, "Oh, you know, you know, Mizuni, you got him in speed dial." I think out of all the endings, that's the most satisfying. <laughs> yeah, that sort of reminded it's just, me. It's just of... a really good ending. Mm. Sorry, go. That, that, that sort of ending reminded me of the uh, classic from uh, Red Wolf, the first series of Red Wolf, where they kept on end, uh, interrupting the credits. You know, uh, the garbage pod. Garbage pod. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> indeed. Uh, in, in probably the, the best bit of uh, waiting for God, you know. In in indeed, uh, yeah. Um, uh, the crisis, the actual conversation with you, 
And whoever, who would think, oh, this is the universe. Let's have Rimmer talk to it. That's never going to end well. Do you know, there was one part I half expected somebody from the audience to shout 42. When the ads died out, <laughs> the answer to the universe is like, somebody's going to shout 42 from the back and you're going to have to refilm that again. Yes. Somebody probably did. The whole, the whole universe seemed, felt very Hitchhikers. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'll explain why it feels I, I, more Hitchhiker to me. And quite <laughs> manages to give the the entire universe a midlife crisis. I mean... In, indeed, and joining us uh, as as we speak uh, is my uh, other uh, old be on the podcast. Joining us very late, but hello, Paul. I'll do. Hello. 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 Right. Yeah. Uh, long time no speak, Shane. Yeah, long time no speak. Indeed, indeed. Um, we are um, talking uh, talking about um, crisis at the moment. So, how do you think he's an Angela Rory act, Paul? But just rem- <coughs> excuse me a minute. No. Just remind, just remind me because I've only seen each episode once. Okay. Uh, and and be honest, the the one that's most fresh in my mind is the last one. So. Okay. A uh, crisis is uh, women having a midlife crisis, basically. Quite an average midlife. Yeah, that's, 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 sorry, yeah, that's, you're right. Sorry. Oh, yeah. the red red suit crisis. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, hence, crisis with a K. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I missed the twenty could talk. Eh, wasn't the best, wasn't the worst. Um, to be fair, when when we do the podcast, I'm, I know I'm not going to be on all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to watch and refresh. All I can really remember is is the red suit, and it looked looking rid- It looked like he'd put on it. If a robot could gain weight, Crichton gained weight. He just looked huge. It looked he looked like. Do you know oh, what's his name? Big Hero Six, the the big fluffy marshmallow. It looked like a cross between the marshmallow man and the guy from Big Hero Six with the robot outfit. Do you, do you mean Stay Puft? Like, say again? The, yeah, the, the Ghostbusters yeah. marshmallow man. Yeah. Yeah. Look, a cross between him and the guy from the 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 big the robot from Big Hero Six. Well, I say the robot, the big yeah. I'm talking rubbish already. I've already been on two minutes. <laughs> the one thing I the one thing I did I did want to mention is uh, Morgan Freeman. I was trying to identify that voice and I didn't want to look it up. Yeah, it's it sounded very similar. I thought that's a famous actor of color and I'm not sure which one it is and I'm embarrassed that I don't know that. It was definitely they were trying to ape Morgan Freeman. Yes, indeedy. Uh, it was Daniel Barker who's done quite a few voiceovers throughout the series. Yeah, most notably Including the lift. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I about to say. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah. So, how do you think they're going to react when they hear? Well, I was going to say that's that's just to refer to him as Morgan Freeman. It'd be easier. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder if you, if you're going with a very roundabout Hitchhiker's reference there. I'll be because... honest. I, I heard you say about the forty-two, and I sh- I remember saying forty-two at that moment. No, not said... not the, not not the forty-two. You have Morgan Freeman. Oh, Morgan Freeman! Too. As I mean... the voice of the suppose or someone that sounds like Morgan Freeman, as the voice of the universe, the man who did the voiceover for March of the Penguins, 
Oh, which yeah. brings you back to Hitchhikers again. Where, uh, what's oh. uh, Arthur, uh, our Ford Prefect was turning into a penguin. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, no, I said it was a very roundabout reference, which is why I explained it. <laughs> Got it. You, don't want you, lost, you, lost, you lost me now. I was going towards the restaurant at the end of the universe. I took a right yeah. turn, but then I did another three right turns and landed back at the at the restaurant. So I knew what, what got there. Wow. Okay. Oh, goodness. Anyway, um, anything add on, um, on Crisis? Yeah, I really enjoyed Mar. Oh, the, the, the Klingon references. Yes, it was the, um, the girls. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I, like, I like the bit where, where Crichton was sat in the seat and he started sing, saying something in Gelf and then he realised he was just sat on something. Yes. <laughs> that was yeah. The screwdriver, if I remember correctly. Screwdriver, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Um, don't you think they're going to react to um, can't remember can't remember the name the the uh, other uh, android Butler Butler Butler, Butler. I think they're going to love Butler I think they're going to yeah. love, I love I love Butler because he was just like he yeah. was just like back to Crichton's old style I think Butler's my favourite character of the series the favourite uh, favourite guest character anyway Mm. Yeah, I still want something horrible to happen to him. <laughs> he's, he's, insufferably, he's insufferably smug. Yeah. I love the, I love the way, you know, they, they're taking Crichton to the Nova 3 and they're saying, oh, you know, when you meet him, he's going to be, you know, not as good as you and it's going to be like, you know, meeting someone from school who's not doing very well and he goes there and it's the it's complete opposite. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I'm not sure whether he can actually work that out. But on repeated viewings, you know that's coming, so that makes that seem funnier. Yeah. Because you know it's not going to be the case. Yeah. Um, I'll put it in right now, actually. Who was your favourite uh, guest and, cause, um, this season? Um... Oh, Snacky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if only for the fact that he spends a very patient, you know, nearly a quarter of his screen time trying to explain that he's not a Cepheus, yeah, and he's not capable of performing this operation. Yeah. Uh, oh, my! I think I think the first character I really fell in love with was um, I, not only I need the whiny, but also uh, the. The 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 uh, doctor that sort of helps him at the start of the series. Harmony to Yeah, yeah, Harmony to Good Year. The way she comes across as the crows go. Yeah. Do the big bag. She had one of the funniest lines. One yeah. of the funniest jokes. Mm. How yeah. dense do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which is a typical geek joke. Yes. Yeah, like Big Bang Theory when it was still funny. Yeah, uh, but I think that's it for uh, Crisis. So I'm, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Sparky as well. Just in case you've got over there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to the last episode. 
can of worms. Yeah, yeah um, Paul, go ahead, take it. It was great, wasn't it? I thought it was, oh, I'm so glad that the um, polymorph made a comeback. It was. It wasn't the poly. Well, it it was and wasn't the polymorph of old. Yeah. But uh, a can, can, can of worms. Oh, I literally just watched the end of this before I came on. Would you say in that uh, we've had an episode, we've had an ensemble, we've had episodes which focused and it's definitely one that focuses on Cat? Well, I, I think it's about time they've had one that focuses on Cat because it's... Mm-hmm. To be fair, I, I remember... To be fair to Cat, I mean, he's a cat. He considers every episode to a focus on him when it does or not. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's the nature of a cat. Um, no, what I liked about the episode was uh, the beginning talk when they're in, in Starbuck talking about um, whether of a... Of a oh, you know what, mate? I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to explain things and that, and that music's too amazing. Um, no, the um, when they talk about they won't get attacked because there's no virgins and stuff like that. Oh, cat, the, cat's reaction to that the the the, the, sh- the shifty eyes, the sheer panic on his face. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I actually I actually thought Rimmer would get. Would be panicking. Yeah, but Rimmer does not have blood. He's a hologram. Yeah. Plus, we know he's had it already with yeah. Ravon the Gruder. Um, he gave her one. <laughs> just a one pump. Sorry. <laughs> um, You're just all about the inappropriate. Uh, that's me in a nutshell, basically. Shane brings the knowledge. Heath and Angela bring the wisdom, and I bring the filth. What can I say? I will shut up now. Uh, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I've just made. I've just made this podcast really, really awkward. Haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, much like the conversation you were discussing in the the ship there with Cass, you know, really, really awkward. I, 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 I thought the ending was touching, and uh, he's like, "Oh, it's a dream, isn't it?" And they're like, "Yeah, but the advantage is you haven't woken up yet." <laughs> and he goes, right, let's tube. Yeah, do that tubey thing. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's just, uh, he, he's forever destroyed if he ever has actual sex. I do love the fact that the um, entire series ends with the line, pipe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. That's that's the series finale. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad the season finished better than it started. That's a oh, is any of us disappointed they didn't go for a um, cliffhanger? Cliffhanger with the fact that we know we're going to come back. Did ten? No. They could have done if they'd have ended with twenty k, because they might have got cancelled after that. To be honest, <laughs> you didn't like it, did yeah. you? Yeah. I know. I, I really hated that. It. It, it yeah. was. I'm gonna no, I'm not gonna drop the S bomb. Um, but it was below par. Yeah. 
it was just yeah and I, you know the cast obviously towards the end of the season you know that they can do better I just think it was a, a poor effort to start the season with as a mid-season episode it might have been alright because obviously you know you got you. but to start the season with that episode was a bad decision by Dave or Doug or Rob which one is there still Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you could have easily. I mean, out of, if you want, if you've wanted to do a cliffhanger, I think the only episode you could have done a cliffhanger with, as Ed, is Twendika. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it does set itself up neatly for a. Or did they get away in time? Exactly. But I, I'm not bothered by the fact that there's n- there's no cliffhanger at the end. I wasn't even expecting one because this is the first time I probably know in Red Dwarf history that we know that Series 12 has already made. It's not yeah. been commissioned or the scripts are being written. It's been made. It's actually yeah. ready to be broadcast. It's just not being shown until next year. Yeah. And uh, in the whole history of Red Dwarf, I've never watched a series knowing there's another series already you know made, done. Yeah. Is so I'm on, not bothered by the fact that there was no cliffhanger. Is it on early next year? Is it like March time or is it... September? No, as far as I'm aware, I think it's September. the same time, yeah. Yeah, September. They should be a year apart. Right. Well, that's a bit... Why have we done that then? I think that what? was always the plan. When Nathan yeah. announced both series in uh, May last year, he said, we're going to fill them back to back, but we're going to show one in 2016 and one in 2017. And he was pretty much hinting that they're going to show it, show both during Dave's autumn season. Yeah. Uh, they just made them together, but they want to show them a year apart. So they've got, you know, a nice gap in between. I don't mind because it gives something to look forward to. I don't want it all done in one go too yeah. quickly. We don't, we don't want a massive 12 episode season, do we? Not really, no. No. Technically it is because they, they made it all together, but I'm sure that Elements of Series 12 are going to have a different feel to this series. I'm sure they're going to, you know, differentiate between the two. Well, that's true. I mean, um, going into the behind-the-scenes information, you mean you know that there's quite a well, there's quite a few scenes in season uh, season 11 were filmed as part of season 12. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Podcast now on the Twitter blog. Gaspacho Soup, Ganymede and Titan. Hey, it was one of those two anyway. Yeah. Said about it, he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because um, I've had the advantage of actually seeing some of the deleted scenes. Alright, for some minute. <laughs> Apparently, there's going to be quite a bit of them. Uh, going slightly I'm... off topic. No, Dexable. Has, has Dimension Jump happened yet? Which well, 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 the next dimension jumps next year. So I'm guessing it's happened then, yeah. I know. Was it, was it like was it last late last month or early this month? I can't remember. I know it was on soon. Run out this time of mean, year. So do you mean the convention? Yeah. 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 No, it's it's uh, April next year. Is it? Yep. Yeah. More book for it. Wow, I was way off. <laughs> the last one was May last. Last year, where they announced the series, and then they were doing two years apart. And then this one's a bit earlier this time. It's in April, not May, so it's April next year. I think Since it's the 
Weekend of the ninth, I think. And when are you three going? Uh, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> no, how I'll many people? I wonder how many people are actually as Sparky this year, next year. Because if I was to go, I, that's what I would go as. I would go as Sparky. <laughs> uh, so can I plug the podcast before I go? Take it. Hold on. Gatecast.co.uk, no W's. Uh, we're actually wrapping at this point. We've covered all of Stargate uh, SG-1, all of Stargate Atlantis, and we're almost halfway through Stargate Universe Season 2. Oh, Much more thing. Uh, uh, so at this point, I'm looking for some hardworking lunatic to go with me on a Babylon 5 podcast. And I, I, I'm willing to go with more than one. Somebody, ideally somebody else who loves the show and has the time to edit. And preferably, you, man. if I can find one, someone who hasn't seen it or isn't that familiar with it, I can do the research bunny bit. I have all 15 volumes of the script books. I have the canon and non-canon behind the scene books. I've seen the show numerous times. I've met Joe. I have a group photo of myself with the surviving cast members, except Bruce, who was doing a Hallmark series. And I know, I know a ton of behind-the-scenes stuff. I think so I'm Shane, very, very I think, well. I'm very, very well informed about B five. I think Shane needs to change his underwear now. <laughs> I was going to say that we do have a bit of feedback, which I was going to read out. Do we? We do. Well, let me have a look. I haven't been sorry. I haven't been on the um, pages for a, a while because of um, certain posters annoying the crap out of me. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So I'll, re- I'll I'll read it. If that's okay. Do we get also get to plug other things after that? Yeah, yeah. Please do. Please do. No, please do. I, I just want to get the feedback out before I forget. Okay, go for it. Uh, and uh, Sam Highland writes. Uh, I think it could go either way in regards to what Heath and Andrew thinks, um, as with the rest of fandom's mixed reaction. I don't feel that any of them have been the strongest of episodes, not the worst by any means, and the only episode to end properly was Crisis. All the other episodes had bit tacked on the end that didn't really work, 20 card, give and take, kind of worms. Or were cut short about 30 seconds too early, Samsara and a much big and to its much bigger detriment, Officer Rimmer. Despite that, Officer Rimmer was my favourite of the series simply because it made me laugh so much. Oh, only one one feedback. Oh, right. Yeah, only the one feedback. I've just real. I've just got onto the page and I'm like, oh, there's only one. Oh, yay. <laughs> mm. Right. I still think, as a whole, they're going to enjoy it. Uh, I, I think it's a very strong series. Oh, much stronger than series ten. Agree, agreed. Totally agree on that. I'll be honest. I prefer season ten. I know that's it's me. That's just me. But yeah. Yes. I've not uh, seen. I've not seen season ten, so I can't take best reference. Yes. Well, then, there's something about Rimmer I haven't mentioned because you haven't seen series ten. Which which Good. which threatened Don't. to bleed on it, bleed over to this series, but it, it hasn't anyway. So it's all right. Yes, that's okay. Uh, I'm sure uh, we discussed. Yeah, uh, and the no. So uh, next week when we were we were recording on Sunday, uh, the thirteenth 
of November. Yes, we're going back to weekly episodes. We'll be discussing with Heath and Angela and our guest, who I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, uh, the first episode of season 11, um, Twentica. And if you do want to leave some feedback, the email address is the Red Wolf Podcast. That's all one word, the Red Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can right. always send a pigeon to my address. <laughs> now cheap plug time. <laughs> yeah, um, and let's go for the plugs. So, guys, plug away. Three pins, two pins. Um, universal adapt. Oh, different plugs. Oh, um, go on, Gareth. Sorry. <laughs> well, first of all, most people here will know of me from the slightly postponed at the moment until we get out of Red Dwarf. Lex Introcast. Yes, I've been travelling Lex weekly with Shane and the other two I can never remember names of. Jonathan Kinsey. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, Kinsey and, uh, Kinsey and Jonathan. Sorry. Kinsey and Jonathan. And we, we've been having a right laugh with that at the moment. Can, sorry, <laughs> which, which intro cast? I missed it. Lex. Right, so this is definitely not a PG-rated podcast. Because Lex is not subtle with the sexual references. <laughs> yeah, trust me, we don't go... We, we know where we're going on that one, and we yeah. don't hold back on that No, one. we don't. <laughs> apart from that, I'm also co-hosting at this very moment in time, and you've been talking about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I have been doing the most insane thing I've ever done in my entire life. Basically, I've been covering literally week, week, well, every two weeks, every iteration of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy there has been. We've covered the books up to So Long the Thanks to All the Fish. We've covered the radio series up till the one uh, tertiary phase. We've covered the TV yes. series. We've covered the album, and we still got more to go. We covered the movie. We got the movie oh, to yeah, come. I- I was at the Irish premiere of that. Bill Nighy introduced it and he looked embarrassed. Oh, if you need a guest for that, give me a shout because I love that film. No, oh, um, you're more than welcome. You, you love the film? Oh, I, I have to get on if only to bounce off this uh, Paul here because I thought the film were an abomination and I have read everything published by or about Douglas Adams that's in print. Right, to be fair, right, I have read the books. And obviously the film doesn't cover half of what the the books are, are you know what I mean? But as a, as a standalone comedy sci-fi film, I, I found it very funny. As I say, if you wanna if you wanna catch up with what we've been doing, then hop along to highway to Mars dot com and you'll actually hear me and Stefan, and we have been literally pulling to pieces every aspect of Douglas Adams' work. We have not held back. Because we love the series so much, we have not held back at all, but we have literally done so much with it so far, and we are going into the quandary phase for the radio next. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Tim, are you part of any shows? Uh, no podcasts. I used to do a podcast called The Weekly Showcase where I played unsigned and independent artists. Uh-huh. I haven't done that show for about five years, um, but I do plan to bring it back soon uh, and re-upload all the old episodes because they've currently been taken down because the site that used to host them uh, shut down. 
but I've still got them, so I'm planning to re-release them because it's now it's 10th anniversary, uh, and then hopefully bring the show back. Is this the first um, time you've spoke since I've come on the podcast? Because you've just scared the crap out of me. I'm like, Who's this? I thought it was four people on the podcast. Me, um, Pace, I'm yeah. No, no, I, I, I told you about Dimension Jump. So. Oh yes. yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my voice is very familiar, I know. Um, and also, um, elsewhere on the internet, um, I'm, I help run a uh, Bottom fan group <gasps> on Facebook. So if you're anyone's fans of Bottom, I, I recommend am. you join. Yep, I recommend you join the official, unofficial Bottom fan group page. Um, and I've started a group for Father Ted uh, back in April called uh, My Lovely Horse. So check those groups out if you're a fan. <laughs> I love the fact that you've called it my lovely horse. That's amazing. Yeah, it was um, it was to replace a Father Ted group that just suddenly shut down unexpectedly at the start of April. Um, still ha- don't know why, and all the people who were on that group had nowhere to go. So I decided to start it, and so far it's going pretty well. So the so, Facebook, yeah, join that. The, bot- the bottom face group is the. Official, unofficial, official, or official, unofficial, unofficial bottom fan group page. Yep. Joining that now. <laughs> so, Paul, and, uh, uh, do you want to plug in the thing, Paul? Um, there's this thing I do called the uh, Red Dwarf Podcast. Uh, it starts, Series 11 starts next week. I won't be there till for a couple of weeks but um, there's a couple of co-hosts that, that, that help out um, there's one called Shane one called Heath and one called Angela the American couple are awesome I don't know about the other guys but <laughs> do you know what I mean um, he's a bit of a tyrant when you work with him I hear yeah uh, don't get him started on politics when you start on politics <laughs> you you, you yeah, you'll never get a word in edgeways. Oh, um, yeah. We'll have them. Yeah, that's about it. I've been, I've been, I've, I've had ideas to do other podcasts, but it's just getting the time to go around doing them. I really want to do a Misfits podcast. I keep saying I want to do a Misfits podcast, but... Yeah. I'd go for that. If only for the uh, fact that you spend the entire first season wondering what the Irish guy's superpower is. Yeah. The fact that they just left you hanging until the very end. You, you, you just knew what... It, it had to be something big. Because obviously yeah, he's but, trying... Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I just... Uh, that that kind of blew me away. I, I think it kind of lost its way. I thought there, there were some good ones. You know, the... the one of my favourite lines, I think it was season three or season four, uh, and the northern, it, it comes out best in a northern English accent. You're like, oh, well, a social worker probably won't live till end of week. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was such a, you know, the sort of wry, subtle observations, even when they got silly with powers and powers being exchanged, and how many fucking people were out in that storm in the end anyway. Yeah. What I what I what I was a bit skeptical of, obviously after the second was it second series or third first, when Nathan left. The I, I, the, the the special they did of him in Vegas. Yeah, but well, 
obviously he didn't come back for the was it, it's the third series he came he didn't come back for. Mm. And I'm just, obviously people were skeptical to oh it's not the same without Nathan and that, but they did make a good choice when they brought in um, oh I've forgotten his name already. Um, the guy, the guy who could split himself off into multiple people. Yes. Yeah, yeah. good guy. He was. I, I thought that they pretty much killed almost every original Rudy. set. Yeah, Rudy. I want to. I want to thank everyone for joining me today. This is going to take a while to write it. I think. That's what you get when you got four or five people on a podcast and one loves me. Yes. Uh, Shane, what's the runtime so far? Uh, just, just, just coming on two hours on the call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. So, we'll see how much of this I can edit. Um, but yes, <laughs> thanks very much for joining me, and I will. Uh, we will speak to everyone next week. Okay. Bye. Well, not me. Bye. 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 Bye.